What does accessibility mean to you? Josh Basil. I'm your host for today's show. I'm a C45 quadriplegic paralyzed below my shoulders and a power wheelchair user. I'm the community relations manager at Accessibility and a passionate disability rights advocate and trial attorney focused on breaking down barriers to access and inclusion for people with disabilities. In today's collaboration with the Borderland Local Organizing Committee, Inclusion Revolution Radio and Accessibility have teamed up to release a podcast mini-series highlighting the Special Olympics World Games, Berlin 2023. Guests will include athletes, coaches, volunteers, ambassadors, and technical delegates involved in the games. We believe it's important to showcase the amazing work that goes into the World Games and how it serves as a catalyst for building a more inclusive world. Today, we will be talking with Francisca Ebenevrens, the Senior Manager of the Host Town Program for the Special Olympics World Games. The Host Town Program is an essential part of the World Games and provides delegations a chance to soak up all of the local cultures of the host country. We're so delighted to get a behind the scenes look at the immersive part of the games. Thank you so much for joining us today, Francisca, and welcome to the Inclusion Revolution podcast. Thank you so much, Josh. For me, it's an honor to be here and to be part of your podcast series. And I'm very excited that I have the opportunity to tell you a little bit more about the Host Town program. No, I'm, I'm so excited to learn more about you, the Host Town program. And just, you know, everybody has their own story when it comes to how they first got involved with the Special Olympics. And I'd love to know about yours. So tell us a little bit about yourself. And, and, yes, and your of story. course. Yes. So to be honest, up until two years ago, I didn't know anything at all about Special Olympics, and I didn't even know it, exi it existed. And I've got a completely different background in German literature. And after my studies, I worked for a small startup company in the cultural field. But due to the COVID pandemic, the company unfortunately had to shut down. So I kind of needed to search for a new job. And during the search, I came across the job postings of the LOC for the Special Olympics World Games in Berlin. And I thought, This sounds super interesting. So I started to dig a little deeper and learn more about Special Olympics. And I was immediately amazed by what they're doing and their work. So I applied for the job and I'm really happy I got it. And I think it shows also that the World Games are a great opportunity to spread the world uh, about Special Olympics. And because I think there's a lot more people like myself that still don't know anything about it. And Now I think I can say I'm kind of glad that I lost my old job. <laughs> so otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here today. Right, <laughs> yes, it did. Absolutely. <laughs> and so like our, with the Host Town program, what is that kind of all about and kind of why is it, why is it unique? Yeah, so the Host Town program, it's always been a very important part of the Special Olympics World Games. Um, before the competition start, the delegations have the opportunity to spend four days in different host towns, and it gives them a great chance just to get to know the people and the culture of the country they're in and to meet locals, but also bond with fellow delegation members and have a rest after an often long journey and also enjoy cultural and sportive activities that the host towns plan for them. And in the past, the host towns have been located close to the city that actually hosts the competitions. 
But for us, and I think this is the unique part about the host home program of the World Games in Berlin, is that we decided to include the entire country because we wanted to use this great opportunity to spread the message of Special Olympics and to spark enthusiasm for inclusion all over the country. And therefore, cities and counties and towns all over Germany could apply as host towns. And they did. And now we have over 200 host towns in all 16 federal states of Germany. So that is a lot. But we are so happy that so many communities are excited about becoming more inclusive and excited about welcoming the delegations in Germany. Well, it sounds like you're knocking on a lot of doors and having some great, that is true. great opportunities to raise awareness and to bring shine a light on, on disability and kind of kind of what, what that is about. Because I know for me, I knew nothing about disability really before my injury. Um, I mm -hmm. was injured when I was 18 years old. I was in waste high water and a wave picked me up and dropped me on my head and shattered my neck. I became paralyzed that day. But like, I really did not know much. Like I knew of disability, but I didn't, I didn't really get disability. I didn't speak disability or fully understand it. And by you knocking on doors, it's just, it's really kind of raising that awareness to the next level. And like when it comes to like making sure that the host towns and all, all the different towns across that are part of those 200 plus, how do you like what conversations are you having about physical and, dis, uh, and kind of like the digital kind of world of those towns, making sure that they're accessible for the athletes? Yeah, so there's a lot going on and we are in very close contact with all of our host towns. And I think for us, the most important part here is that we are educating our host towns as well about accessibility, but also inclusion in general and about Special Olympics and their work. And luckily, we are not alone here, but we are working together with the Special Olympics Germany Academy, but also with our colleagues from the Legacy Programs Division here in the LOC. And we are also lucky that we have sub-programs of Special Olympics Germany in all federal states. So we are kind, kind of a big team that is working together with the host towns. And we are offering online webinars, for example, on topics such as easy language or accessibility. And also we are trying to support host towns and how to include people with disability as local committee members, for example. And I think this is very important to just kind of raise more awareness about all of these topics. And so we are really, really trying to make a difference here and work with the host towns closely to become more inclusive and more accessible. Well, it's just it's such important conversations and it's just great an opportunity to like change the landscape of, of a country. And just it's just when people think of the Special Olympics and the World Games, I know they first think about sports. And that's like the first thing that comes to their mind. But the host town program, it really sets the stage for the entire event. And it's just, tell us why the host towns are kind of at that next level so crucial for the success of all the participants at the games. Yes, that is absolutely true. Like most people, when they think of Special Olympics or the World Games, it's sports that comes to mind first. And I can absolutely understand this. But uh, we always say that the host town program is the gateway to the World Games because it's not just a time for the delegations to settle in and to bond, but it's also the first impression that the delegations get of Germany and of the Special Olympics World Games because it's all connected. So it kind of sets the tone for everything to come in Berlin as well. And our goal is to just 
offer amazing experiences to everyone, to each delegation member. And hopefully in the end, new friendships have formed and we just really want to make sure that everybody is super excited about going to Berlin. So I think, yeah, it's very important that the Host Tone program is a success. So everybody's really happy and excited to go to Berlin afterwards. I love that. And Francisco, so walk us through kind of the Host Town program, kind of all the logistics through it and what yeah. kind of the participant towns like do over those like the four day, jam-packed days of the World Games. Yeah, I guess when it comes to the logistics part of the Host Town program, it's not always that easy because it's a lot of people that will be spending time in host towns all over Germany. So we're trying to manage this by having five points of entry. So we have five airports where the delegations will be arriving in Germany. And we ask each delegation to arrive at the airport that is closest to their host town. So we just wanted to make sure that the journey from the point of entry to the host town is as short as possible for everyone. And of course, at the airport, there will be LOC staff welcoming them but also host town representatives. They will come in, they'll be coming to the airports to welcome their delegation and to pick them up and bring them to their host town. And I think from there on, it's gonna be an individual and unique experience for each delegation because each host town prepared a unique program with all kinds of activities. And there's like everything, for example, boat cruises, but also visiting castles, zoos, historic sites, they plan festivities, city tours, alpaca walks, like kind of everything you can think of. And I think this is so great that everybody will have a unique experience. And then afterwards on June 15th, everybody will be traveling to Berlin and hopefully with a lot of good things to think about. And of course, we also want to make sure that the athletes and the delegations have time to rest during this period. But um, I think it's going to be a lot of great activities that they will be doing. I just you mentioned that. Just I just want to want to sign up. I want to I want to be able to get to Germany and experience all this awesomeness. That's so cool that that's the towns are putting that together. You know, the physical accessibility, the activities, the ability to let the athletes be immersed in this new culture and experience it. And I know so much of it is, you know, on the ground having accessibility and inclusion, but like when it comes to kind of the importance of the awareness building on social media posts and through videos, why is it so important that that's also accessible? I think for me, it comes down that I strongly believe that any person should have access to any information that they seek or need. And we, as Special Olympics, we want to reach everybody with information about Special Olympics, but also the host home program, the movement and the World Games. And we do not want to exclude anyone. And I think for me, it's also a question of leading by example. So how can we expect anyone to create accessible communication materials if we don't do it ourselves? And then we have the chance to encourage others to do the same and for example our host towns to support them with creating accessible um, social media posts or videos as well and i think this is very important so we don't exclude anyone and part of raising awareness is making sure people have access to information and if that information and that awareness building is not accessible then you're limited to who it can reach and how how it can impact so no matter your abilities no matter where you are being, making sure that 
you have that information at your doorstep and you can absorb it and uh, get it. It's just, it's so key to, to having the right conversations. And, mm-hmm. and when it comes to your host towns, um, you know, on a broader level and any specific examples you can give, I would love to know when you're, what you're doing with the committees, which is made up the businesses and citizens of those host towns, what are you doing around kind of to create more inclusion for the athletes themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a lot happening already in the host towns, and we can already see that the host town program raises awareness for topics like inclusion, but also accessibility, and it's just more present in people's minds. And um, in yeah, some of the host towns, it's been a focus topic before, and in others, not so much, but we are really thankful for every community that is willing to walk this path together with us towards more inclusion and more accessibility. And there's a couple of things that they're doing to become more inclusive and more accessible. And I think for me, always the one of the key things is that people with and without disabilities meet each other in the communities. And this already breaks down a lot of barriers and it really helps to kind of see what the other person's need maybe to have access um, to everything. And this is a very important part, but also our host towns are very keen on learning how to communicate in easy language, for example. And I think this is very important. This is a big step too. And they're informing themselves about the delegation's cultures to be welcoming once they arrive in Germany. And they're also building networks. So they're working together with local sports clubs, schools, companies, basically anyone that is willing to put in the effort and really wants to make a change. And I think these networks are really important um, for the community itself. And yeah, I think these are all things they're doing to become more inclusive for the athletes. But also, I think it's always important to say for any community member or anyone that is visiting these towns, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's good um, and important for everyone. And you're talking about these networks, like I know we're with the host town and with the world games, it's, it's not just the four, you know, jam packed days of the world games, but it's like the legacy aspect, what's going to happen after the games, how does it continue? Can, can you share a little bit about the kind of the essential parts of the host town program that create the, that legacy? Yes, I'm happy to do that. Um, For us to leave a legacy was always the main reason to involve the entire country. And the cities that applied as host towns, they also handed in a concept for an inclusive project that they would like to implement within their town, within their community. And here we are really working closely together with our sub-programs of Special Olympics Germany and the federal states, because they will still exist after the after the World Games, unlike the LOC, we will not be working here anymore, unfortunately, but the sub-programs, they will still be there. So for us, it was really important that we include them as much as possible and that they are in direct contact with our host towns, supporting them, working with them on site as well. And together, they are implementing these project ideas that the host towns have to create create a legacy that lasts beyond the World Games. And there are so many amazing ideas, I think, that the host towns have. And for example, I, just to give you an example of what they're planning to do is we have 
one host town that is planning to install information science in easy language, for example, at historic sites. So everyone has access to this information. Or in other host towns, they've got a project they call 12 sports in 12 months. So they're working with inclusive or with sports club that don't yet have inclusive offers, but they're trying to change that and to open them up. Um, or another host town is planning an annual inclusive festival to kind of raise awareness within the community. And these are all things that hopefully last way beyond the Special Olympics World Games. And um, so this is very important for us that we leave this legacy with our project. I love all the different things that you're doing on the ground to make inclusion possible and better, not only right now, but for the future. And it's like, as, as that's going, it, it creates kind of a foundation to build upon. Like accessibility is never a checkbox where you do it once and it's done. It's, it evolves. It, it has to continue to grow. It has to continue to be looked at. And it's just, it has to be something to be thought about um, and immersed within kind of uh, oftentimes within a business and within a culture. So with all the different kind of host towns with the businesses and, and with websites in general, I, I love that the Special Olympics website has brought digital accessibility and, and more usability to the site. So, but can you talk more about kind of, again, why is it so important for the businesses and their websites to also uh, have accessibility? Yes, yes. Um, I think in my experience, most people immediately think of um, physical barriers when it comes to barrier freedom or accessibility. For example, if buildings are not accessible due to their construction, this is always something that comes to mind immediately. And I even myself sometimes catch myself doing the same. And But I think for me, working for Special Olympics, um, I am a lot more aware of other barriers, like you said, digital barri barriers or language barriers. And I think this is equally as important because if we don't have websites or digital assets that are accessible, there's so many people that we don't reach and that do not have access to this information. And I think it's important that, like we said before, nobody's excluded. And for example, we are also encouraging our host towns to include people with disabilities as organizing committee members or as volunteers, as consulting experts. And this means that the relevant information needs to be accessible. So I think it's super important. Otherwise, we can't fully include all people. And it's not just about being able to reach a certain location physically, but it's also about the access to the information that we need. And for myself, I can stay. There's still so much more that I can learn, but I think if everyone is willing to put in the effort, we're on a good path to become more accessible. That's such a great answer. And uh, thank you for diving deeper into that. And what are, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've met with the host towns and what the host towns face when it comes to preparing to support the delegations? So I think one of the challenges the host towns are facing is cultural differences. And I think the host town program is such an amazing opportunity to learn more about other cultures and to meet people with different backgrounds and just to get together and learn from each other. But it can sometimes also be a challenge to accommodate cultural needs when it comes to special diet requirements, for example, or religious traditions or languages. I think everybody knows when you don't really speak the language of the person you are talking to, it's always more difficult to communicate. And these can be challenges, but 
it's also great to see that the host towns are putting in a lot of effort to get to know the delegation's culture already now and to make sure that the delegations feel welcomed and cared for once they're in Germany. And I think this is great to see and such a great opportunity to learn more about other cultures. I love that. And, and again, with the, the legacy programs, you know, I read that, that the host town will be focusing on reduction of barriers. Uh, I would love to like kind of under, better understand what can Germany do as a country to kind of reduce more barriers for people with disabilities? Yeah. Firstly, I think I would like to say that I myself am not an expert when it comes to barrier freedom. And of course, uh, I can't really speak for the entire country, but I can speak from my own personal experiences. And I think there's already a lot being done in Germany, um, especially removing physical barriers, but there's also still a lot room for improvement. And um, in my experience, many people I know, for example, they don't know really much about easy language or digital accessibility. And in my opinion, it's a joint effort to change this. And it's not just always about politics. It's about each and every one of us and everyone that is part of our society, because I strongly believe that we can all make a difference and reduce barriers in our daily lives. And sometimes it's the little steps that count. And I think this is very, very important. And there is still a lot that can be, do can be done here. And uh, in a few words, um, I'd love you to, for you to answer this question. What, what does accessibility and inclusion mean to you? Yes, um, for me, it comes down to the question of how we define a person's worth. And I firmly believe that a person's worth is defined solely by the simple fact of being human and not by their origin, their religion, their abilities or anything else. And for me, if we truly believe this, it's and the self-evident right of every single person to have the same access and the same opportunities to participate as anyone else. And I think, I think this is very important that we all have the same opportunities and the same access. And um, this is something it's worth fighting for this and yeah, to make a change. It's absolutely worth fighting for. And thank you for saying that. And I, one of the last things I wanna ask you is what are you, what are you most excited about with the World Games? I think for me, I'm super excited about meeting all the delegations and all the different cultures and to learn from each other. Because for me, I've never been part of such an amazing um, experience, I think. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to meet new people and to learn a lot more um, about cultures, but also about accessibility and inclusion in general, because there is yeah, it's such a big world and there's so much to learn about it. And I'm very excited about this. Well, thank you so much, Francisca, for all that you do and for joining today's episode on Inclusion Revolution Radio Podcast and Spotlight Sessions Collaboration. We loved hearing from you on how the Host Town Program not only prepares for delegations for the World Games, but transforms how the entire country can be more, more inclusive. I, I think that we can learn a lot from the host towns by understanding that they become and how they become more accessible uh, for all. So um, you've done such great work and you've opened up our hearts, our homes and our communities and just you're, you're amazing. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you everyone for staying to the end until next time. Take care everyone. <laughs>